0: welcome back to turf show times the podcast last minute thoughts i'm kenneth arthur with jb scott and we're going to be talking about the rams and the bills and getting out our last minute thoughts so that's the big opener on thursday night at sofi stadium very exciting moment in the anticipation since the super bowl win so jb as we are on the precipice here of thursday night football and there's a lot of storylines. What is the one storyline you think is sticking out to you?
1: I mean, it's got to be the battle between these two premier quarterbacks, right? Josh Allen, widely regarded as maybe the top signal caller heading into the league this season in 2022. Uh, Matthew Stafford, perennially underrated, right? Even though he just proved all the haters wrong, just just won the Super Bowl. And really, the Rams winning the Super Bowl was a large part in his contributions uh, of that you know, playoff push, and he played his best football down the stretch, and let's see if he can continue it on into the regular season this year.
0: Yeah, I am curious what you uh, are thinking about, Josh Allen. A lot of people calling him the uh, best player in the NFL, uh, you know, going even further beyond the best quarterback. Uh, is there another player do you think if you were starting a roster today that you would go with?
1: I mean, he might not be as good as the old guard, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady today. I think maybe I'd tip my hat to them. But whenever you're, you know, considering starting a new team and building around, you know, a young cornerstone, yeah, it's got to be Josh Allen. I'd probably take him over Patrick Mahomes, and even though you know Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert come into that conversation too. But just his ability to run the football, extend plays, break out of sacks, and push the ball down the field, it, no one else can really do it quite like him. And he's a total package he's a weapon on offense and he's going to be he's going to give the rams fits uh, on thursday night under the primetime lights for sure
0: yeah and i mean when he was coming into the nfl out of wyoming a lot of questions about his accuracy a lot of questions about his development and it's really interesting to watch how things have changed here in the last four years because i I remember there's so many haters of josh allen at the time of the 2018 draft, that was, of course, the year with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold getting drafted ahead of him, and Josh Rosen and Lamar Jackson getting drafted after him. The Bills traded up for Josh Allen, and a lot of people said, Oh, you traded up for the wrong Josh. And of course, that didn't turn out to be the case. And I think because we have a Josh Allen, a guy who comes out of a small school, you know, he pretty much opened the door for the 49ers to draft Trey Lance, I think. And he may open the door maybe next year for a guy like Will Levis out of Kentucky. Um, And there are thoughts that you have just like, oh, well, we can just fix any quarterback or we can develop any quarterback and teach him how to be great if he has these unique athletic skills. How do you think Aaron Donald... And Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey on the Rams side of the defense are preparing to slow down Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, and it's important to remember that Josh Allen really took his game to the next level whenever the Buffalo Bills executed that trade for Stefan Diggs for the Minnesota Vikings. And you know, really in tandem, they've taken the league by storm. So all eyes will be on Jalen Ramsey. Not saying they're gonna, you know, match up together Diggs and Ramsey all game long, but there's definitely gonna be opportunities where they're covering each other. And, you know, can someone like Gabe Davis or, you know, the rest of the – Isaiah McKenzie, the rest of the Bills receiving core, can they step up and really take the pressure off Diggs and you know, put pressure on this young secondary for the Rams? You know, David Long Jr., he was benched at times last year. Um, can he really bounce back in 2022 in a contract year and show that, you know, he has a place in the NFL? And, you know, we saw Darion Kendrick, Kobe Durant during the preseason. Are they ready for regular season action? You know, this deep wide receiver Bills receiving core. Is going to put him to the test certainly but you know if, you, if I'm Aaron Donald I'm looking at that Buffalo Bills interior offensive line they have questions you know kind of at both guard spots I know Rams fans probably remember Roger Saffold pretty favorably and he was a big part of the team reaching the Super Bowl in 2018 but he's a liability in pass protection at this point in his career then their other right guard Ryan Bates he's he's pretty much unproven and right tackle Spencer Brown uh, he's in the same boat too he started out really hot last year, kind of faded down the stretch, you know, due to injury or whatnot, and um, it's going to be really important. Aaron Donald could wreak havoc just like he did in that 2020 matchup where the Rams came up just short.
0: And it feels so crazy, just, uh, you know, especially because Sean McVay doesn't play any of his starters or any of his key players in the preseason. It just feels kind of crazy. We're going to watch a Rams game on Thursday. I, I just can't hardly even wrap my head around it that it's you build up these expectations or these thoughts. And sometimes it just doesn't that wave of reality of football doesn't hit you until it happening. And they go, Oh yeah. Okay. So not every play goes well, or not every play, you know, goes horribly. You know, it's like, there's just going to be sort of these realities of both the specialness of players like Josh Allen or Aaron Donald. And also the reality that, you know, most plays, you know, you're not going to see, the you know highlight that's why they're highlights so it's like getting into this situation of 60 minutes of football again and, and really taking that in what would you say is your biggest concern uh with regards to the rams coming out let's setting aside the buffalo bills matchups what's your biggest concern maybe on just the rams in the way that they have constructed this roster as opposed to last year's roster Or maybe if it's the hangover or if it's the conditioning, like, do you feel like the preseason would be helpful to have gotten some, you know, time in for the starters? What's your biggest sort of Rams related concern as we head into this game?
1: Sure. And, you know, Van Jefferson's really the only player on the injury report. It sounds like he's going to miss this game. But, you know, whenever you see that really short list, it just proves that Sean McVay's approach to the preseason is really going according to design. And, you know, the whole team pretty much is healthy up to this point, and we're going to see him in full force against the Buffalo Bills, less Jefferson. So uh, I guess if I do have a concern, we know how important Von Miller was down this playoff stretch, rushing the passer. He is now on the opposing sideline for Thursday night's game. Can Justin Hollins, can Tyrell Lewis really step up and get after the quarterbacks? You're going to face a gauntlet down the second half of this, this season. Um, the Rams are going to have an opportunity with the trade deadline to maybe improve those, improve that position and get an elite pass rush specialist. But, you know, if those guys can really step up in the short term and really take a take a hold of that, that duty the, and that job, um, it would be a really big development for the Rams. Um, but I really think it's a complete question mark at this point whether either one of them can do that. Maybe one of them steps up. I don't think it'd be too surprising if, you know, Holland shows he has that ability or Threll Lewis maybe puts the injury concerns behind him and puts it all together. But um, uh, they're are there bigger question marks than they are, uh, I think, answers at this point.
0: What's funny about the Buffalo Bills, uh, I guess it kind of brings me back. It reminds me of the 99 Rams is obviously the offense and the quarterback and those players get all the attention, but similar to the Rams back in those days, uh, the Bills have a great defense. Uh, They were first in points allowed, first in yards allowed, first in passing yards allowed, first in net yards per pass attempt allowed, Uh, First and points allowed per drive. First and third down percentage allowed on defense. Sixth in red zone defense. The one big difference is that Tredavious White uh, won't be in the game. Although, you know, Tredavious White missed a lot of games last year as well. So the Bills are legit on defense. And yet there's also one hanging question mark for them. And it's because of the lack of Tredavious White, which is, It's going to get playing time here for rookies, uh, which I covered a little bit here on TurfShowTimes.com today. Do subscribe to the Turf Show Times podcast. If you're listening to this, go find it on a podcast app or go to TurfShowTimes.com and hit subscribe so you get all the last-minute thoughts, all the instant reactions. But the Bills, their defense was legit, and now it's a lot harder to maintain that consistency year after year if you as compared to a quarterback like having josh allen that's the biggest thing because now i think buffalo fans and the team can feel more confident that hey in 10 or 15 years we could still be competitive you know and defense is going to have a lot more turnover over that period of time this is still a legit defense minus the lack of maybe a premier cornerback and the rams are going to have of course cooper cup and Allen robinson even without van jefferson are you expecting big nights from the receivers for the Rams?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, this cornerback room for the bills, it's shorthanded at best, but it also might be just outright bad. Uh, Ter- Taron Johnson is their slot corner kind of plays linebacker form more important as a run defender than a pass defender, but you know, he's probably going to be matched up against Cooper cup most of the night. Um, he's their best corner at this point, but really um his worst games came when Tredavious White was out down the stretch last year towards the second half of the season, and you know the Rams might not be able to get after him. But their starting outside corners are Dane Jackson, who's a 2020 seventh-round pick. Hasn't started a lot of games for the Bills. Uh, just as big of a question mark of anything. And also the other starting outside corner is going to be a rookie. So the Bills drafted Kyer Elam out of Florida in the first round. And usually when you spend a first-round pick to fill a hole – you expect him to step in immediately, but really he struggled throughout training camp. Sounds like the game might be moving a little bit too fast for him at this point, just based on training camp reports that you see and hear secondhand. So, and to the to this point, he's been outplayed by another rookie who was drafted in the sixth round, in Christian Benford. So the Bills haven't really announced who's going to start, to my knowledge. Could be Benford, could be Elam, but you know whenever you're talking about Cooper Cup, you're talking about Allen Robinson, you know, a savvy veteran who can who's not only physical but he can get down the field too and then you know maybe one of the fastest wide receivers in the nfl and to atwell uh i think the rams can really get on top of these bills corners and open up the passing game and usually you know when we're talking about september football the offense is generally ahead of the defense too and you're you're more prone to see you know high scoring games so uh we should see a lot of fireworks thursday night it's gonna be exciting
0: yeah speaking of the defense let's quickly for anyone listening to this and you're thinking what am I going to see against Buffalo this is a team obviously in AFC not that long ago only 2020 that these two teams met so some of the familiar names another familiar name of course because he was with the Rams last year but defensively we're talking about a front seven with a defensive line Gregory Rousseau first round pick last year at defensive end uh, as well as Boogie Basham's second round pick last year Then you've got Von Miller, former Ram, of course, and AJ Epinesa, a second round pick in 2020, as well as former first round pick Shaq Lawson. Those are the edge guys for the defensive line. Interior, former top 10 pick Ed Oliver. Don't know that he has reached that top 10 pick type status, but I think he is uh, getting better and, and elevating himself into being a very Quality player, Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips. And then in the linebacker core, Matt Milano, one of the better linebackers inside off ball, linebackers in the NFL, Tremaine Edmonds, 2018's first round pick. Terrell Bernard is a strong side linebacker, a third-round pick this year. You mentioned Kyrie Elam and Christian Benford at cornerback. Dane Jackson and Taryn Johnson, you mentioned. And then, of course, their safety duo, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Anything in that front seven stand out to you, obviously. Von Miller against these Rams tackles is going to be a matchup talked about all night and whether or not Miller will, hey, get out there and he's going to want to get a sack or three on Matthew Stafford. It would be very good for Von Miller's resume to get that. Do you expect the Rams to be able to keep him off of Stafford?
1: Yeah, and across from Von Miller will be Joseph Noteboom, who's entering the season as a full-time starter for the first time in his career after sitting behind Andrew Whitworth and being groomed for that moment. And, you know, he's really going to be put to the test immediately. It's going to be interesting. But uh, I'm not really sure the Bills have a great pass rush. You know, they drafted Rousseau and Espinosa pretty high in 2021. And they haven't really seen, you know, they haven't reaped the benefits yet. Um, so Von Miller, we know he really wasn't, you know, pulling his weight in Denver. That's why the Broncos are willing to move on from him. But he comes to Los Angeles with Aaron Donald. All the attention's on Aaron Donald. He's getting double teams. He's getting triple teams. And you know Von Miller has a lot of one-on-one opportunities. We'll see if that's the case uh, Thursday night, moving into 2022, um, because you know he might be the number one threat on that Bills defense in terms of pass rush, and maybe teams can allocate more resources to slowing him down. Just something to keep an eye on. Ed Oliver is probably their next best pass rusher. Really, build is a the next Aaron Donald coming out of the draft, but you know there are no other Aaron Donalds, and whenever that's the expectations, you're probably not gonna you know you're not gonna live up to that that bar that's been set for you. So. Um it's I'm not really sure I'd fear the Bills pass rush, but really they're designed to, you know, play from coverage depth. They're gonna allow you to run the football and, and you know really just gotta be patient, take the underneath throws, and we'll see if the Rams can maybe move the ball down the field from time to time, push it to two to out well, something like that.
0: I don't know if I'm uh, aging you or not, JB, but did you did you did you watch Jim Kelly's Bills? Was that a team that you were aware of?
1: Uh, no, is
0: that was that the '90s probably? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I wasn't sure if that was ahead of your time or not. I I didn't even uh, really watch the Bills early '90s. Probably came into football consciousness around the 1997 or so, and that was about the time that you know they were done with the Super Bowl. Only thing famous to me about Jim Kelly's Bills was, of course, the Super Bowl losses. Um, I am looking at their roster now. It's just like. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas. They had two thousand yard receivers, Andre Reed, James Lofton. Uh, this would be the '91 Bills, the second of four straight Super Bowls, and then a lot of pro, a couple of Pro Bowlers on defense. Just a very strong team. I've been hearing, you know, sometimes on Twitter and, and everything on our Turf Show Times comment section, people commenting, uh, you know, the Bills are good now, but they were better in the '90s, and it is interesting because. Here you've got Sean McDermott. Surprisingly, this is sixth season, so he's been there for now. This is his sixth season. Seems like he's been there lot not that long, but it, you know, he, progressively getting better every single year. Do you think that the Bills is that your AFC champion?
1: I mean, it's it's going to be hard to tell who's going to come out of that AFC conference because it's so loaded and the competition is going to be so thick. Uh, really, the Bills haven't get a chance of anyone, but you know, the Chargers, Raiders. Uh, and it could really be any of those teams. It's probably, there's going to be good teams with middling records that, you know, they're going to kind of beat up on each other. I think.
0: Who do you think is, uh, cause you mentioned the chargers, the Raiders. Uh, and obviously in that division, you've also got the Broncos. Um, but who do you think matches up the best and the worst for the Rams? Out of the AFC hmm. West.
1: Out of the AFC West. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, Wow. Put me on the spot here. I'd probably go yeah, with the Raiders Chargers, just because you have the two,
0: head, two like,
1: pass rushers. I was
0: like, oh, yeah, the Bills obviously aren't in the AFC West, so it's obviously it's the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the uh, Broncos.
1: Yeah. I think I'd go with the Raiders probably just because you have those two pass rushers and Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has been good performance against the Rams over the years, and they're really just the breadth of receiving talent on that roster between Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, uh, really – You know, they can just Derek Carr's the ultimate quarterback to be patient and really just, you know, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo, how he's performed against the Rams. Just be patient. Take what the defense gives you. Move the ball down the field and slowly, you know, put up the points. So that's really the Rams Achilles heel, the quarterbacks that can do that and not really, you know, be aggressive and push the ball down the field. So uh, that's definitely a team I think that would give me pause. I know the Rams play the Raiders on Thursday night later this season in December. So that'll be a, a big game at SoFi Stadium, certainly.
0: I can't wait to see a game at Allegiant either. You know, that seems like a the game that I know that there's rumors about, of course, the NBA going to Las Vegas as well. I just every league is going to have to get into Vegas at this point. You know, there's so many uh, sponsors to satisfy gambling wise. So, um, you know, the, the big thing here, Rams, Bills, let's go over because I went over the defense Let's go over the offense really quick. It's not just Josh Allen. The offensive line is going to have Deion Dawkins at left tackle. As you said, Roger Saffold at guard, Mitch Morris at center, Ryan Bates at right guard, Spencer Brown, you mentioned, of course, at right tackle his second year. The team just gave Dawson Knox a new four-year, 50-some million-dollar contract. That's an interesting guy. I remember how many drops he had as a rookie in 2019 and then last year just hyper efficient uh, helps to have Josh Allen at quarterback, but scored a lot of touchdowns, didn't have a lot of drops. And so they've got that weapon there. That's just kind of quietly sitting there that while everyone else is talking about digs and, and now Gabe Davis, who I remember as a big training camp standout a couple of years ago, which is another reason to really feel hype about Lance McCutcheon. You know, I think when you think about how much Gabe Davis stood out as a fourth round pick, in camp in 2020 and then again in 2021 he finally found his moment and got better and better and then in the playoffs what he scored four touchdowns or whatever and i think when you look at a guy like lance mccutcheon he stood out in such a way as well to think hey he could be a legit player to throw the ball to on sundays which is which is really all any fan cares about with receiver position they don't care about special teams i don't want to see a guy Just like, well, I need him to make the the roster for special teams. We're talking about receiving. We're not talking about special teams. And certainly the Bills have a couple of great ones with Stefan Diggs and uh, maybe Gabe Davis, you know, but he has to have his prove it year. And then they're super high, like you said, on Isaiah McKenzie. There's also Khalil Shakir, who happened to be my favorite, like not a first round pick receiver in this year's draft. Very exciting, phenomenal catches that he made at Boise State. Uh, he, He won't. Probably get much, if any, looks on Thursday night, but he is the primary punt returner or kick returner, I should say. Or no, punt returner, I should say. um So we sh- should see Khalil Shakir a little bit, and he's very exciting, like I said. So he might make a play uh, on a return. And you've got Jameson Crowder, who may or may not play and be active in this game, a veteran receiver that I'm sure all of you have heard of. Um, Jake Kumaro, former Packers receiver, you know, still hanging on into the NFL and then the running backs room, David, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and a rookie second round pick James Cook, as well as Taiwan Jones and fullback Reggie Gilliam. Uh, are you, I, I, that's one thing with when I mentioned all these offense and all these weapons, who do you think is the X factor here? Because when we take out, let's just take out Stefan Diggs. And it's pretty easy once you take out Stefan Diggs to just say, like, all the other guys could be an X factor because they're not at that level of Diggs. But we know that Knox and Davis are talented. We know that James Cook is a player who could not only play running back, but be a slot receiver in this game and his NFL debut because he's such a talented receiver coming out of Georgia, brother of Dalvin Cook, and getting his opportunity now with the Bills. Who do you see as an X Factor in this one?
1: Yeah, I'll probably say this name and he won't even see the field, but it's a guy you just mentioned. It's James Cook, just because you can really see the Bills have been intentional about adding a pass catching running back this offseason. You know, they tried to sign JD McKissick, the former Seahawk um, from the Washington Commanders, but ultimately McKissick kind of reneged on his deal and headed back to Washington in free agency. So then, as a, you know, a, a You know, second, a backup plan. They go out and they sign veteran Duke Johnson before the draft. Then during the draft, they spend a second round pick, you know, pretty expensive investment for a running back on James Cook. Uh, And really, I think, you know, whenever these defenses are playing these two high safeties and forcing you to, you know, check the ball down, check the ball down, you want to make those check downs as effective as possible and see if you can get run out out of the catch, see if you can extend those into big plays. And James Cook's a perfect player to do that. We'll see how the Bills use him. I think he's going to get a lot of targets Thursday night and in 2022. So it's going to be really interesting. Whenever you spend a second round pick on running back, you got to use them. And yeah, we'll see how it shakes out.
0: Um, well, let's just do that for the Rams. Uh, who do you see as the X factor for the Rams offense, taking out Van Jefferson, not Van Jefferson, taking out Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, really, you know, he's a pretty established franchise receiver at this point. Um, even if it's first time with the Rams, there's a lot of options, you know, cam acres. We don't really know. We have we don't really know what to expect here tonight. Uh, Thursday night from uh cam acres. We don't, you know, there's Kyron Williams, Daryl Henderson, Tyler Higby, even though he's a veteran, those are those games. I don't even know. Maybe, you know, JB, how can you predict when Tyler Higby is going to have his two touchdown night or his 150 yard night, as opposed to all the other nights. I don't know how to do that quite yet. Um, and then you've got Ben Skoranek and Tutu Atwell, Who would be your X factor on offense for the Rams?
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because, you know, Higby's production really comes in bunches and he can go off at any point. Uh, You just never know when that moment's going to hit. But I think whatever the Rams get out of Ben Skronic and Tutu Atwell kind of combined, I would expect to see Skronic, you know, maybe more often in terms of snaps, but maybe they get the same amount of targets. Whatever you get out of them combined is really going to be a bonus. And that could be the difference in, you know, winning or losing and moving the chains and staying ahead of this, you know, this, Great Bills offense is going to put up a lot of points too. So uh, we've seen Ben Scranton kind of play a hybrid tight end, fullback, H-back type role for the Rams. We'll see how Sean McVay uses him. We saw pictures from training camp where he was lining up in the backfield, and so was Cooper Cup. And you wonder how just how many ways they can use him and really you know, stretch, strain the defense as best as they can. And then Tutu Atwell, even when he's not, when he's not on the field, but the ball's not going his way, he's going to open things up for everyone else. Whether that's Higby or Cup or Robinson underneath, it's going to be, in, it's going to be cool to watch that unfold so I think if you can get production out of those two young receivers in their second year especially in this game that's going to be the difference in you know maybe the difference between what the bills get out of Gabe Davis Isaiah McKenzie James Cook that I think that's going to be the marginal difference in this game
0: this is such an exciting first game you know it's I know that the NFL always puts it tries to put its best foot forward with the first game because it's the first game and all eyes are watching you know it's very easy to get a bunch of people to watch because it's a first you really wouldn't even have to choose the defending super bowl champion i mean if the nfl wanted to put out the jaguars versus the texans right on thursday i th- and put it on nbc i mean more people would probably be tuned out by the fourth quarter but at the end of the day everybody's tuning into that first you know that opening kickoff and everything it is exciting for football. But we get such a nice matchup here, JB, whether you're a Rams fan, a Bills fan, or not, because I think everybody came away from that Josh Allen game versus Patrick Mahomes thinking, I'm just glad that I watch football. I'm just happy to be a football fan. I'll watch those guys play football every single week. And now you get that. You had that in the Super Bowl with Stafford and Burrow. And now you get that with Stafford and Josh Allen. Um, and that'll be, you know, the thing that everybody talks about, of course, but there's so many other talented players on both of these rosters. If we're looking at the Rams defense, you know, we haven't talked a lot about those players. I remember week one last year against the Chicago bears, it was Justin Hollins who had two sacks and that kind of came out of nowhere and then it disappeared. So when we're looking at the Rams defense, um, who is maybe a Justin Hollins pick somebody that you, could see having the biggest night of the night, but it's not Bobby Wagner. It's not Aaron Donald and it's not Jalen Ramsey. Hmm.
1: Well, I, you ruled out one of my options. I think Bobby Wagner is going to have a huge night for the Rams and, you know, maybe a little spoiler alert whenever we talk about bold predictions, I think he and Ernest Jones between the two of them, they're going to get multiple interceptions against Josh Allen. So the bills are going to want to play 12 personnel with tight ends. They have a fullback on the roster and Reggie Gillum, and they're going to use that heavier personnel to kind of force your hand in terms of defensive personnel. Uh, one interesting nugget is that Quentin Morris, the number, the second-string tight end, he's questionable for the game. He's mispracticed this week, was limited participant today in their walkthrough on Wednesday. Um, they still have Tommy Sweeney, who is a young ascending player too, so we'll see if they can get them both on the field and if, or if the injuries kind of derail their plan. But whenever you have those heavier personnel packages, I think the Rams are uniquely equipped to counteract those – the, the 12 personnel and, tw- and the two back sets. So Bobby Wagner, Ernest Jones are going to be the stars and Ernest Jones has the length to interrupt passing lanes. We saw that in the super bowl in that fourth down against Joe Burrow, knocked that passing complete, really exciting. I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of, a lot of that from him in 2022. And then Bobby Wagner, if Josh Allen's running, we have those design quarterback runs. I think he's going to be really effective in that regard. And, you know, they're going to get hands on footballs because, you know, Josh Allen, he might throw it a hundred miles an hour and it's hard for, linebackers and linemen to catch but he's gonna he's gonna give you some opportunities and he's had some good luck in the past we'll see if that kind of we'll see how that how the ball drops on Thursday night so what do you think who would you say on defense Ken
0: yeah you know I I think those are great I think you're I, I like what you're going with uh you know the Bobby Wagner thoughts I think that that is fair to say like hey this is a great opportunity here because he is, you know, a first ballot hall of fame inside linebacker who's been, at, I mean, this is a level of adding Von Miller, except it was in the off season and not in the middle of the season. It's just a different position. And I think one name uh, for sure that I would think it could be, I, for one, Ashawn Robinson sitting there as a guy who a lot of people were talking about coming out of last year. Also a guy who I believe, although his contract was changed a little bit. So now I'm not hundred percent sure might be a free agent next year um and so if that's the case or even if it's not even if it's even if he has another year left a contract year essentially to say i I should be paid a lot more money and so asian robinson's one guy but definitely that whole safety uh group and what happens at the safety groups and if nick scott who is a free agent next year as is taylor Rapp, but if nick scott comes out and says you know what everybody's talking about me like a special teamer or like a third safety or whatever uh I think I should be up there you know the the Bills are a perfect example they've got Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde I mean maybe the best safety duo in the NFL and if you had told the Packers and the Browns that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer would one day be the best safety duo in the NFL Well, they would have never let those guys go for nothing. And they did. And because they had whatever careers and then all of a sudden they found the right fit. So the right home or whatever. So Nick Scott is a guy that as a former seventh round pick, same as Jordan Poyer is a guy who could definitely establish himself and Hey, come out, show that you're a ball Hawk, get an interception here off of Josh Allen would be a nice uh, uh, debut here for Nick Scott. And so I definitely, I would, I would maybe lean, that way. Uh JB putting it back to you, do you have any other uh sort of questions or lingering thoughts that I want to make sure you are able to get out before we uh finish the podcast. So what are some of maybe your last minute thoughts or questions that you have?
1: I think the Bills have a real problem at corner. You know, you have to put two maybe three unproven people on the outside on the boundary corner position and you're you know you're going against a really deep receiving core and if the Rams get an early lead, you have to, you know, find a way to block Aaron Donald and uh, make sure he doesn't wreck the game. So uh, they really got to keep that under wraps early. Maybe force the Rams to run the football if he can. I don't really know what we'll see out of Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. We haven't really talked about them, but, you know, I'm kind of at this point just not expecting a lot and seeing if they can, you know, maybe prove me wrong or surprise me. Um, they're going to eventually have big games at some point this season, I'm sure. But yeah, I think the bills have a real problem at corner and, they got to find a band aid. They got to find ways to cover that up, whether it's using that really strong safety group to do so, or um, you know maybe just putting a bunch of people on coverage and hoping the Rams run the football and play Dink and Dunk all night. Um, well, those running backs,
0: I'm curious because uh, I, you know, I didn't age you enough to watch Jim Kelly. Can I age you enough to watch Marshall Falk?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was about five years old when the Rams won the Super Bowl with them, probably so. <laughs>
0: You know, that's interesting, too, because I don't know. I don't have I got to be you know, I got to be up front. I don't I think Cam Akers is good. And I think Cam Akers is a starting running back. And I don't think this is even controversial to say. So I don't know why I feel nervous about it, but he's not Todd Gurley. And so he's not Marshall Falk. He's not Todd Gurley and we didn't necessarily see that coming out of Florida state. We didn't necessarily see that even when he was putting up a nice number of yards in 2020 at the end of the year and in the playoffs. And we also know Duro Henderson is not one of those types of running backs. And so I, I, it will be interesting to see what happens if Cam Akers just gets a full season without any challengers and to, to sort of see what, how that looks, what that transpires as you know, maybe the reason that I don't see him that way is just because he played at such a horrible behind such a horrible offensive line in college. And maybe that's the only thing that's really holding him back. Do you see that? Do you see another gear for cam makers to be like 1500 yards rushing 500 receiving?
1: Yeah. Even during his big games, he's not, he's not really earning tough yards after contact. Uh, it just seems like he's, you know, gobbling up the yards that are there and the offensive lines really had a good game. So Maybe that's unfair to Cam Akers. I just do think whenever the Rams had that down year in 2019, and that was kind of the you know the beginning of the end for Jared Goff and that that era for the Rams. But you didn't adequately replace Todd Gurley and what he meant to the offense. That really diminished the effectiveness of your play action. You also lost your downfield threat in Brandon Cooks, and really it snowballed. And I think the Rams really haven't ever recaptured that magic. And I know Matthew Stafford, they don't want to, you know, do the play action returns turns his back to the defense as much. They want to go empty sets. And you know maybe you know having Henderson and Akers as receiving threats is more important, but you know maybe when as the Rams get more draft capital, and, capital and they you know have these first round picks, you think about adding a premier talent running back and really upgrade that. It's kind of a luxury more than a need, but really could be what puts this offense over the top and you know makes them unstoppable against any you know defense and whatever they can throw at you.
0: Yeah, I uh, I really I I would like to see sort of, you know, now that I even think about it, even though it's hard to just say, well, because Matthew Stafford did something or because this coach had this guy. It's really just about individual players. And then you make everything work. But Matthew Stafford never really had a good running back with the Lions. He had good running backs. Anytime you got somebody that was like a Javid best or, you know, who unfortunately, of course, suffered too many injuries um but anytime that they even tried to invest in a running back it just never it was never that good and i don't it would be interesting to find out what would happen if stafford was ever paired with a truly elite running back i just don't think that it has ever happened and i don't know if this offense is is going to be right for that i don't know if the offensive line is going to be right for that you know you obviously have to have to really truly have you know to express the talent of both your quarterback and your running back you really have to have a fantastic offensive line and that's something that every team wants more than anything else probably outside of a franchise quarterback which is just that offensive line who's can switch so quickly from pass blocking at a high level to run blocking at a high level and and everything else in between so you know that'll be highly dependent on how the rams come together with no boom and allen and shelton Um, with edwards and havenstein and these five guys obviously the offensive line i put out a poll this week and and turf showtime commenters coming back to say what was the biggest concern or what is the biggest like thing that could sink the ram season obviously stafford's health is number one but it wasn't too far behind to say the offensive line so yeah before we get out of here jb like what are your final thoughts on the offensive line we're about to find out you know about these guys
1: yeah, I think I'm expecting big things from Joseph Noble at least in pass protection. Um, he's been a good downfield mover on screen plays and such. And, you know, Coleman Sheldon, he played well in limited action last year, but, you know, what does he, what does he offer for the Rams this year? Maybe if they can, you know, be road graders and get the running game moving, that'd be really big because um, Matthew Stafford, you, he could have a lot of pressure on his shoulders, maybe snowballs into bad decisions or, you know, put, uh, really making mistakes if he's asked to do too much. So, It's going to be important to keep them upright and, you know, take the weight off of them if they can. And the offensive line is the number one part in doing that. So uh, the 2022 season's here, how exciting. And it all starts tomorrow night on Thursday night against one of the best teams in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. So. uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. It is back. And these two teams, like I said, I'd love to see these. I'd love to see these two teams facing off. So, Bills, Rams, Thursday Night Football, 520 NBC, 520 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, in case you're listening to this from Buffalo, I guess. But that's the Rams this Thursday. Football is going to be back. So go to turfshowtimes.com. All the coverage is going to be there. It's going to be insane. We got the best staff that I've ever seen in my 12 years at SB Nation. So this is the most fantastic writing staff and podcasting staff that I've ever been around. So definitely I'm hype about turfshowtimes.com. You can follow us on Twitter and read J.B. Scott's stuff there. Read all kinds of phenomenal work there, at Turfshowtimes.com and hit subscribe on this podcast. And uh, that's it for me and JB. and our last minute thoughts. So get ready for the Rams. They're back, and then we'll be back with another episode after the Rams parentheses beat question mark in parentheses: The Buffalo Bills on Thursday Night Football.